0: Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo. I'm a singer, songwriter, and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional well-being coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you will find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. I'm joined in conversation today by my beautiful friend Lucy West. We talk about how she overcame her struggle with bulimia. Maybe you two are struggling with an eating disorder or maybe someone close to you is. This podcast is a laid back and informative conversation and you are very welcome to eavesdrop. So today I'm joined by a very special friend of mine. It's Lucy West. So Lucy is a highly skilled photographer and her clients include the BBC, LZ7 and of course, Lily Jo. Oh, the best. <laughs> Lucy is also wife to Lynn' from LZ7 and mum to Jack, age six. And over the last year, she's been writing her first book. Yep. But today we are talking about her journey to overcoming bulimia so Lucy hello
1: hi (laughs) how are you today I'm great I'm great it's just so nice to hang out with your buddy isn't it yeah just chat yeah I'm excited for people to be able to
0: eavesdrop into our conversation today and hopefully glean some gems of wisdom and
1: some life-giving thoughts absolutely yeah no pressure no pressure (laughs) (laughs) yeah come on wisdom come on So we're talking
0: about your journey and how you overcame bulimia, mm. which is an eating disorder that lots of people in the UK and across the world deal mm. with. And I wondered if you could just tell us where your story began.
1: Yeah, so my family uh, fostered a lot of children, 107 to be precise. And I think in that, mum used to have to like produce big, quick Cheap, easy meals, you know, and it was always meat and two veg, but not that much meat because we couldn't really afford it. Yeah. But big, you know, big meals. There wasn't really much, and I'm not dissing my mom saying this because she's a great cook, but there wasn't much care and and time spent on the food itself. But there was a lot of time and care spent over eating the food. Mm. So we would always eat around the table. It was always a beautiful event. So I think from that, I gained this kind of, attachment with food that food is joy food brings joy even if it wasn't the greatest of food we were eating it brought real joy so that was something that I grew up with but when it when it all started it was actually at university so mm. I almost feel like it's a little bit later on you know I, was, I wasn't in my sort of the throes of you know gripped by hormonal changes and stuff but actually I'd got to the point where I would put on some weight in the first year of uni as I think a lot of people do and they're just suddenly away from home and they can eat whatever they want and whenever they want and I'd read this article I, I lived with six girls so it was a really good fun first year of university and I read this article about bulimia and this girl was saying talking about it and talking about how horrible it was actually and how she got through it and for some reason, still unknown to me, the thing that I picked up from it was that it's easy to lose weight. This was an easy way to lose weight, ah. which is really weird and really sad mm. because, you know, I was a bit lazy, if I'm totally honest. I loved, I liked going swimming, I liked going for walks. We were always active, but not, I wasn't a gym bunny like I am now. So I could easily put on weight. So I think through that you know being a bit lazy loving food having great you know images of food food equals joy that seemed to me like the perfect
0: answer. Wow. So she was talking in the
1: article about how, how you, it was it awful. Was. But you were like, oh what a great idea. Yeah. How interesting. I have no idea why it clicked in my my mind like that. But I thought to myself, right, this is an easy way to lose weight. I'm putting on weight. I need to, I need to sort it out. So let's get going. And I'd never been afraid of being sick. So I just started to make myself sick, you know, five, six, seven, eight times a day. Wow. It was horrendous. And and it was, I was just empty. What I didn't realize was how quickly it grips you and how awful it is. So even though that sounds almost sort of glamorous, like, oh, yeah, I saw a way to lose weight when I could still eat food. Great it's so unglamorous. It's horrendous. You know, it grips you ever so quickly. Your mindset changes quite quickly. And I became really obsessed with food. I became obsessed with getting the food out of me. You know, I'd go for meals with friends, you know, we'd go out for a, celebrate a birthday and I'd have to, oh, I'm just going to pop to the toilet and redo my lipstick or something. And then you're like throwing mints and chewing them in. And it's just, I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to talk about it because it is so horrible and it's so secretive Mm. and ugly. Yeah. It's just a horrible thing to go through. So it became an addiction, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it really did become an addiction. And I did start losing weight and I think that's what made me more addicted. Mm -hmm. But I had no idea at that time what was going on inside of me. And I think that's the worst thing is I didn't realise that it was becoming it had such a grip on my mind. Mm -hmm. I didn't realise that it was actually damaging me inside. I didn't realise any of this because all I'd seen was this one article about a girl saying, yeah, that this was pretty rubbish and now I'm over it. Do you see what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. So where did that end? Did you seek help or
1: when did you discover that actually that wasn't a healthy way to lose weight? Yeah. It was when I started to feel side effects physically. I mean, there were pains. I couldn't eat. I couldn't, I just felt sick all day long, every single day. I felt like, it felt like my throat was burning. Um, I had that sort of, you know, reflux type thing and just, it was just horrible. You know, you're always feeling like heartburn, you know, Mm -hmm. always feeling that. And I I could feel that my teeth were more sensitive. And they say, obviously that, you know, this can damage your enamel my teeth were more sensitive so I couldn't eat cold things I couldn't I mean I was struggling to even drink water cold water because it was so painful but it was getting to the point where and I know that my hair was being affected my skin was affected I was I was more spotty like I know that my skin was it was just dull and and my hair was dull my nails were brittle my skin like kind of almost looked a funny Mm colour because I just wasn't getting the nutrients. There was no nutrients left in my body. So even though I wasn't... I'd walk down the street and people wouldn't go, oh my gosh, there's a sick girl. I could absolutely see the the differences in me. And this was only after a few months that I saw changes in my body. So uh, although you were losing weight, the rest of you wasn't healthy. Absolutely not. No, I think the... I've lost weight kind of stage was very short-lived because it then came with it pain and issues. and, And, you know, any girl, if they look in the mirror and they start to notice that their skin's getting worse, their hair's getting worse, their nails are breaking, then, you know, actually that's possibly worse for us isn't it we Uh want to be healthy people deep down Mm -hmm. and that's what I was actually craving for but I did it in the wrong way Mm -hmm. so how did you overcome then what steps did you start to take so I was really lucky in that there was a change in our house lineup so one of the girls got married and left and another girl called Hannah came and lived with us now she had anorexia now, I say lucky, but, you know, she was really struggling with anorexia. But I instantly knew what was going on in her mind. And she was in a, with deep throes of anorexia. And so she was quite ill, actually. So we we used to talk and we used to try and help her through us girls. But um I remember just really understanding everything that she said and realising that I was actually on that road and, and almost like getting to the point that she was at. And I think for me, that was a massive wake-up call. But also, I had somebody there that admitted to me she wanted to get over it. And when you've got that sister with you that wants to travel that same road, it is a lot easier, isn't it, mm, yeah. to to get your butt up and get in gear. And I think the first thing for me, I mean, talking to her and being honest about the fact that I had an issue. Was she the first person that you opened up to about it? Yeah, she was actually. Mm-hmm. And then I remember talking to Annie from our house, lovely Annie. And I talked to her because I said, I need to be accountable to you because this has been happening and I've not told anybody. But Hannah's kind of given me the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. So when, Annie told, when I told Annie, she like, literally, she just cried and, and was so sad that she hadn't noticed it. And she felt so guilty and I thought, you know what, don't worry. Well, I told her, don't worry, because it's a very secretive thing anyway. But that's part of how why it's so horrible, because mm-hmm. it can be so secretive. But, you know, when we moved on from that, I had another ally, you know, and then it got easier to start talking to the girls and just say, look, I have been struggling with this. Can you help me? You know, make me stick around after a meal. Um, Challenge me on it if you've seen me going to the toilet. Right. So your first top tip actually then would be to tell someone. Absolutely. And get yourself accountable. Yeah. Really good. Someone that you really trust that you don't need to tell the world about an issue. It's the one It's the one at a time. It's somebody really? that you trust that really can stand with you and love you through it. You know, you want someone that's going to be hard with you but not tell you off because you're suffering enough as it is. You know, my, my brain was all over the place and I was really in such a low place that if she'd have just told me off and said, get over it, actually that would have been horrendous. So <laughs> if anyone's listening that has someone who's going through it... You know, if if we tell people just to get over something, that's actually incredibly damaging at times. We need to get to the root of it. And, you know, it might be that someone is doing something for, for attention, but why are they doing it for attention? There's still a reason there. There's still what an I mean. underlying reason why someone would need attention in Absolutely. that way. Absolutely, yeah. So it's digging in and it's getting to the root of that person, of why they're going through it, but also just being with them and just letting them yeah. talk it through.
0: So when you said to your friend make sure I stick around after meals. That again Mm. is another great tip. Mm. It's like that person that you choose almost needs to be someone that really is within your world that Mm. knows like we're kind of going to eat together. So it could be that you tell a parent actually, which would be incredibly difficult if you live at home or like you, a housemate at uni Mm. or a husband or boyfriend or partner, whoever, Mm. tell that person that's kind of within your circle. Mm. So yeah. she then was, what, checking up on you and saying, hey, Lucy, you've just had dinner, but don't go off to the loo now. Yeah, I mean, I think, what, I, did that I look think like? it was
1: just I gave her permission. Because, I mean, I can't remember the quote, but I read a quote recently about depression, the people who are depressed, and it says something like, don't, don't expect me to come and tell you when I'm depressed. Because so often we say, just text me when you're feeling low. But actually, those are the times you don't want to talk to someone, aren't uh-huh, they? Of course. We have to follow up people. And I think that's, that's the tricky thing when somebody's suffering. Because even parents, they can, you know, if your parents know, they can forget if you're smiling and you're happy that day. Mm. You might have actually just been sick, but you come down smiling and happy so they think everything's okay. And if you're suffering with depression, you might come down and say something positive, and they think life is fine. Mm. And people forget very quickly. So it was, it's a hard process. And it's not up to them. It's up to us, the Mm -hmm. sufferer, ultimately. But I think it was just that giving her permission. And um, every so often sort of me checking in as well as her remembering to check in mm-hmm. um so it, it can be a two-way thing so it is a bit of a commitment when your friend or relative has admitted something and has told you that they're suffering from sure. something. so
0: if someone listening today has got a friend or family member who is going through an eating mm-hmm. disorder you
1: would say to them what yeah I it's very important that we are mindful of them and remember them and it's it can be really hard at times it really can Mm. so sometimes like I put an alarm on my phone and just you know text a friend you know to check that they're okay and actually I was doing that with my brother for a while every week because he was going through a hard stage and some people do it every day which is amazing but I was just texting my brother who lives you know, away from me um, once a week and just say, hey, bro, how are you doing? Love you, praying for you, whatever. And I think that's quite an important thing. I think uh, from the outside looking in, that is quite a big part of somebody's healing process. Mm -hmm. And people will come through it and tell you afterwards that made a massive difference. Yeah, so it's being present, basically. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And it's showing up for that
0: person. Mm. That's really good. So you've told these
1: two people Mm and then what happened for you? Well I'm a Christian so part a massive part of it was praying and I really believe that when you become a Christian and you learn that you're loved by God that can really change somebody and it changed me deeply actually that was around the time when I really made a commitment as a Christian and my faith started to really grow and, and I started to realized that I was loved who for who I was, whether I was, you know, a few pounds over a few pounds under, it really didn't matter. Mm. And I was starting to get so obsessed with, you know, losing these pounds of weight, and, you know, having skinny this and skinny that. And I just suddenly realized that I was loved. Mm. So I didn't need to be to change and actually when we find love wherever we find love with a boyfriend a girlfriend and parents with God with friends with friendship groups or acceptance in your workplace you start to throw off those insecurities don't you? That's amazing. And it, yeah yeah totally so I, I really saw that start to happen with me actually and I got myself back to church and and I started to just flourish as me and I didn't find myself straight away. I wasn't healed straight away it was a process I'm still walking through sometimes. Mm-hmm. In my head. Yeah. But I know I'm loved. Yeah. And that's been the biggest change. That is incredible. <laughs> no, 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 I'm never alone. Counseling is a talking
0: therapy which can provide support and treatment for a wide range of mental health and emotional issues. It offers a safe and confidential space where you can discuss your problems and difficult feelings openly directory connects you with professional support. Please find a link to their amazing website in the description box below. So did you find that you were making yourself sick? less and less like was there a process so you said at the mm. beginning that it was like seven eight times a day you'd be going off to make yourself sick did mm. that get less and less so was it like seven or eight times then it was maybe four times and then two times and then one time
1: and then sometimes notice could you explain that I if I'm totally honest I don't remember how physically how I, I slowed down and stopped but I remember that the feeling when I came to be sick felt very different from from when I started to feel that I was loved and accepted and value, I had value, then I would go to the toilet and I would feel like this, this feeling inside of me and think, this isn't right. I'm damaging my body. Uh, so it was that way around. So even if I ended up overriding that voice and I made myself sick, I can't remember how often or little, it became. But I just remember that feeling. And even now, like how many years on, Mm. um, there are times when I might overeat and feel just rotten. Mm -hmm. And and just think, oh, I could easily just make myself sick and get rid of all this. Mm. But I get this voice and this feeling of, no, Mm. stop. (laughs) That's damaging. It's not good for you. It's not good for you mentally, as Mm -hmm. well as physically. And I think that's what slowed it down for me. It was that you know when i started to feel wonderful in myself and yeah. g- good about who i was yeah. then the more i went to the toilet to be sick there was just something stopping me yeah so your your self worth yeah. and how you felt
0: inside mm-hmm. determined your actions yeah definitely
1: And I think that's something that we, I mean, all of us need to work on. We can really come closer to really loving ourselves. Mm. I think if we work on that, that brings so much freedom in other areas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And if we love ourselves, we can love others. Yeah, totally. So now, you know,
0: fast forward however many years, we're not going to give your age away or anything. (laughs) (laughs) However, Fast forward, and now you are married, you're a mum, you have a big capacity for life. How do you manage your food intake? Like, how do you balance it all? How do you make sure that you are um, nutritionally balanced? Mm. All those kinds of
1: things. Could you just share that with us? well I've um I've gone through such a journey with in with food as you know because we often yeah. <laughs> journey together which is exciting yeah um and share recipes and all that I love to learn I think that's the thing that is really wonderful in me I, I celebrate that you know yeah. I love to learn so I love to learn about new recipes and new foods and what food does to your body and you know a, as with, you know, everything else in my life that I'm learning about, this is one area that I'm really passionate about, actually. And I think it's since, you know, having such a destructive relationship with food, um, I wanted to relearn all that. So I just I just love reading up on, you know, really what other people have researched, because mm-hmm. I don't think I've got time to deeply research like they do. Yeah. But actually just to read, you know, from Deliciously Ella and mm-hmm. uh, what's the book you learned in the body book? Oh, the Cameron Diaz Cameron book. Diaz, That's yeah. That's actually... That was life-changing for me, that was really great. Yeah. Because it's so no-nonsense, nothing about diets or fads or anything. It's just plain sailing health. These are the facts. Yeah. Specifically for women as well. I love that book. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, I've still got him. (laughs) (laughs) Get him back, please. (laughs) But it is such a good book. And it's things like that that have really inspired me to start sort of, you know, trying to eat healthier. And having a little boy as well. I'm so aware of him getting vitamins and vegetables. And, you know, people talk about, wow, he's growing so quick. And I know part of it is because he's eating so well and he's healthy and he's he's moving a lot. And, you know, we're all interested in exercise as a family now. And But we've sort of, we've done that on purpose because we've seen what unhealthy diet can do. Mm-hmm. And I think you do have to be mindful of stuff. I think for so many years, I was... Somebody that said, yeah, but that's because she's like that. She can do that. Or or she's got the motivation or she's got the skills or she's got the money or she's got the parents or whatever it is. But actually, that's not the case. Yeah, so we, it's about making excuses, isn't it? Yeah. but actually, yeah. We can all step up and grab some of what we want, can't we? Yeah. If we dig in deep and we speak positively over stuff, we expect good things and we read and learn. It might sound like hard work but actually it's wonderful isn't it? Mm. it just so it's about making a decision yeah to be healthy be active and then just take those steps forward yeah absolutely and when I look at myself because you know people could listen to this and say oh she's fine she's like married to Lynn, and she's got a kid and she's fine she's the... you know what I mean yeah but actually when I look at what I was like when I was in the grips of bulimia I was very negative I drank a lot mm-hmm. a lot because it numbed everything and it you know it was great fun I thought I was really good fun but it was because of the drink and you know there it, it was so many things my body was really unhealthy really unhealthy it's very healthy now mm-hmm. so many years later but as a young person I was unhealthy mm-hmm. you know so actually I'm not someone who's sitting here saying that I have always been a positive person I just got over it oh my gosh, no, it was really hard. But I cho- I really did dig in deep and I did choose th- a different way, you know. So I know everyone can do it.
0: <laughs> wow, that is so encouraging. So anyone listening today can take these lessons from Lucy and actually know that it takes hard work, it takes discipline, it takes mm. motivation, really to get well and you can get the help that you need there is loads of help out there for you to access a positive help um not negative help good articles good podcasts good information and also going to see your gp if you resonate with that story and you think actually yeah i am making myself sick on a regular basis please go and talk to your gp about it please tell someone don't keep it a secret it's really important to talk So, thank you so much, Lucy, for sharing your story today. You're so welcome. I know there is loads of wisdom in there for people to dig into and access. So, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being honest and open with us. Good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, 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 I'm never alone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips, and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self harm, eating disorders, and more, please do check out www.thelilydomeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms including spotify and itunes see you next time are you feeling stuck do you need a little help to get your life back on track do you have big dreams but don't know where to start why not book a session with me where we can explore together your dreams and turn them into a reality? I offer life coaching to individuals through my unstoppable life coaching business. Why not find a link in the description box below and book today. And don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for an extra 10% off. for an interactive workshop on how to overcome low self-esteem for your next festival, youth event or schools workshop why not book me, Lily Jo to lead my brand new I Am Worthy workshop where I teach best practices on how to overcome low self-esteem this workshop is not just for girls but it's for your guys as well find a link in the description box below to book today and don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for 10% off